Hey everyone, welcome to the Tried and Truly podcast, where you'll find encouragement, biblical truth, and plenty of laughter along the way. Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to the Tried and Truly podcast. We're your hosts, Lori Milliken and Michelle DeRoos, kicking off episode 23. So we recently had a conversation with our good friend, Jackie Fraley, that we wanted to share with you guys. Jackie is a wife, a stay-at-home mom of two girls, and one of our favorite Bible study buddies. (laughs) And she helps us break down the book of Daniel and specifically how we can apply it to our own lives when it comes to relying on our faith to overcome our fears. Before we jump into our conversation with Jackie, we just want to share that this episode was recorded several weeks ago before the horrific invasion of Ukraine that's taking place right now. Our heartfelt thoughts and prayers go out to the people in Ukraine living through this incredibly terrifying experience. We encourage everyone listening to lift up the people of Ukraine in prayer. We can unite together in prayer for all the people affected and for our global leaders to find a peaceful resolution. Yeah, absolutely. It's so critical to talk about the concept of faith over fear, especially now because people are living through such scary, um, uncertain times. So with that said, let's jump into our conversation with Jackie. Today, we're talking about the commonly used phrase, faith over fear. We hear it all the time. I have it on a necklace. But what exactly (laughs) does it mean? How can we utilize our faith to overcome our fears? Yeah, I love that necklace. (laughs) So we live in a pretty scary world. It's just dominated by headlines, bad news, and there's a lot of fears out there that we can really be consumed by uh, if we're not careful. So what's a girl to do? Well, today we're so excited to have the wise and wonderful Jackie Fraley to join us in this conversation um, as we just kind of talk about how we can overcome our fears uh, by really relying on our faith. So Jackie, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Welcome, Jackie. Thank you for having me. Well, and I'm looking forward to this topic because I need you guys to help remind me about how I can overcome my fear and place my trust in God because this week, Chad and I are actually getting ready to leave um, for an anniversary trip, our 13th wedding anniversary. Yay. Yay. We're so excited. Well, I should say he's so excited. He's been like (laughs) counting down the days and the hours. And I am excited, especially because, you know, it's like, ice tundra here and I'm ready for some sun. But like I have this fear kind of lurking around in the background, you know, leaving my girls, leaving my dog. I don't know. I feel like sometimes it's just me that like gets all worked up over silly things. I should be so excited to go away with my husband. Um, But I can just let it consume me. So Jackie, Mm -hmm. I'm curious, are you kind of like me? Are you a natural worrier? Or are you someone who you know, typically has just been misadventurous and not letting fear hold you back from anything. I will say my husband has made me a lot more adventurous over our life together. He loves to travel. But that being said, I tend to be a total control freak. And mm-hmm. I found that the root cause of that is fear. So if I can't control it, something might go wrong. And that makes me uncomfortable. 
So they do try to control things. <laughs> yeah. And I think I think control is a big part of what plays into my fear because I have this fear of tragedies, like something bad happening either to me or something bad happening to the people I love most. And I think a lot of it is rooted in trauma, right? And we all have, you know, trauma at some level. But, you know, growing up and not having my father growing up, I just kind of know that bad things happen in life, right? And it's so strange because I can get myself so worked up worrying about something that's not even happening. Like I can visualize, like I'll just sit there and I'll like visualize, make up this whole story in my head about something horrible happening, like bringing myself to tears. And I mean, the thing is, is like in this broken world, there's going to be tragedies. There's going to be difficulties. There's going to be broken relationships, lost jobs, you know, we're guaranteed that. But it's just a matter of like, how do we deal with it? How do we overcome it? Um, and I was actually talking with a Christian counselor last week. Um, you're probably relieved I have one. <laughs> <laughs> I want her name. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. amazing. Um, but I was talking to her about this topic because we're getting ready to go on the trip. She really encouraged me because she said, you know, Lori, sometimes God will rescue us from the storm. He will remove us entirely from it. Sometimes he will strengthen us and equip us and then take us through the storm. And like we don't know why sometimes he rescues mm -hmm. us and why sometimes he strengthens us. But in both of those situations, God's still our protection. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the command, do not fear, is... Uh, all throughout the Bible. Um, Isaiah 41.10 says, do not fear for I am with you. And I even like say that to my kids all the time. I'm like, God is with you guys. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid. Even if yeah. they're like afraid of the dog across the street or they're worried about something at night, or can't fall asleep. I'm like, you know what? God is with you. But really to take that to heart um, in my own life is a whole other challenge, you know? And I think we can look to the Bible for so many examples of people who are dealing with fear and how they respond, you know. So we wanted to look specifically at the book of Daniel um, because, Jackie, I know last year you had been studying the book of Daniel um, and Lori and I have been studying it since then in preparation for mm -hmm. our conversation. And uh, you had so many powerful insights and it really excited us to to dive into this. So just to give a little um, context, we're going to look at, at Daniel 6 um, when he is literally thrown into the lion's den. Like talk about fear. The, like I really can't imagine many things scarier than being thrown into a den of lions. Um, but just to give a little context, you know, Daniel was an Israelite that was taken captive um, and brought to the king's palace to serve. And he was well-respected. He was known as an interpreter of dreams and a man of just great knowledge and wisdom. And people saw there was something different about him. He really distinguished himself um, above all the other palace administrators and officers. So, you know, enter jealousy. I mean, everyone was searching yeah. for faults in Daniel, but they couldn't find anything to criticize him for. And and he was a faithful servant of God. He prayed to he prayed to God regularly. Um, and they realized the only chance they had in finding a fault with Daniel was to go after his religion. Um, because like I said, he was a faithful servant of God. Yeah. 
So in order to catch Daniel in the wrong, the palace administrators, they go to the king and they convince him that um, he needs to you know, order a decree that for the next 30 days, any person that prays um, to anyone except for the king will be thrown into the lion's mm-hmm. den. And so the king signs the law. Um, and then when Daniel learns of this, he he goes home, he kneels down, he prays like he always does, giving things to God. And the palace administrators, I mean, they catch him praying to God. And so, of course, they go and report it. It's part of their plot, right? They go and report the violation um, to the king. And the king loved Daniel. Um, So he was so upset and, you know, conflicted. But he really had no other choice than to enforce the law. So he gives the orders to throw Daniel into the lion's den. And in um, verse 16, the king says, may your God, whom you continually serve, rescue you. Can you even imagine like the fear that Daniel must have felt? Right, right. So then in the morning, the king, who has been fasting all night and got zero sleep, he runs to the lion's den to see if Daniel had survived the night. Um, And Daniel answers that God had sent angels and had shut the lion's mouths. So It's like God saved Daniel in the most miraculous way. And then as a result of Daniel stepping out in faith and being obedient, um, the king declared that, you know, God was the one true God um, that lives forever. So it's a really um, crazy story. But um, Jackie, as as I said, you know, you'd been studying Daniel and you had so many good takeaways. But I want to know, like, what strikes you most about the story? Well, a lot of things. I I love this book for so many reasons. But the first thing that struck me was that it was Daniel's peers that conspired to set him up through his faith, knowing that that was the only way that they were going to bring him down, which should say a whole lot about Daniel's character to begin with, that that's the only way he's going to slip up and be accused is because he's so faithful to his faith. That challenged me. Do my peers see me that way? It made me ask that question. And can you imagine how scary Mm -hmm. it must have been to know that obedience to God would get you eaten by lions? He could have chosen to cower in fear to obedience to to the king's decree, but he did not. In fact, it it reads as though he went immediately to prayer, just like he'd always done. Mm -hmm. Right. And how I read that was, it wasn't even a question for him. He didn't even question what he was going to do. You know, he had to have have questioned it somewhat, knowing that he's going to get eaten by lions if he does not obey this king. But our king is bigger. Our king Mm -hmm. is better and stronger. And Daniel knew that. And he took a huge step to humbly stand on his faith and trust in God, come what may. Mm -hmm. Um, That was really powerful for me. Yeah, I loved that the very first thing he did upon learning of the king's decree as he went home and it said he prayed just as he always did. You know, it wasn't like he prayed just because something bad was going down. He prayed just as he always did. It just reminds me of like the importance of prayer. Um, And, you know, I can only imagine we don't get a lot of like the details of, of everything in there, but I can only assume like bringing his fears to God and praying to him instead of trying to deal, deal with it on our own, um, which, 
we're all like prone to do. We try to think of how can we solve this problem um, first. Bringing it to God must have been instrumental, you know, and like giving him the courage to to stand up to the king's decree, even though mm-hmm. um, all his peers, like you said, were trying to bring him down. That had to have emboldened him and given him like so much courage, that prayer to God in that conversation. Yes. Yes. And then when God comes through in protecting him, there's no denying to the entire kingdom that Daniel, Daniel's God is the God. The one God, there's one God, yeah. and that proved it. Mm-hmm. There was no other way Daniel could have survived the night. It had to have been God. And the king's decree that the whole kingdom must fear the God of Daniel, That's that was the result. He, the mm-hmm. king saw it and said, all right, this is it. This is, this is the God. You all now must obey. You all must, right. must obey that God, which was very powerful. And if you even look back, the same thing happens in the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego only three chapters earlier. They mm-hmm. refused to bow down to the golden to the golden statue that that king in that time had said, you will all bow down to this statue. And they're like, nope, we're not going to do that. And God delivered them from the fire, mm-hmm. but he delivered them in the fire. So mm-hmm. God delivers in the fire. He doesn't always protect us from going through the hard things, but he promises to be there with us. Yeah. That's good. And I loved as well that, that God used normal people that chose obedience. These were just normal people. And over and over, these are the people he used. Daniel, David, Moses, Mary, Saul, so many people throughout the Bible. And they were all just people that were willing to be obedient And that was encouraging to me. They weren't perfect. And God showed all the faults of these people. The Bible doesn't hide the fact that they had faults. Mm -hmm. He shows that he uses those for his glory. Yeah. And that's, that's pivotal, I believe. That's really good. I love what you just said, Jackie, about how sometimes God meets you in the fire. He doesn't always rescue us, but he's present there with us. And I love that story of... Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego from Daniel chapter three um, that you mentioned. It talks about their deliverance from the fire. And similar to Daniel, like you said, they went against a king's decree and refused to bow down to the king's golden statue. And what's so crazy to me, um, they were tied up and they were carried to the fire by the soldiers. Um, The fire was so hot, the soldiers that were carrying them immediately were killed by the raging flames. And um, those three men, they fell into the furnace tied up. But when the king looked in the furnace, um, he didn't see three figures. There were four figures walking around um, completely unharmed. And you guys, we just want to encourage everyone, go read the book of Daniel in its entirety because there's so many examples that are so um, relevant to us today, just about how God shows up for us and how we can, you know, overcome our need for control, which generates fear, um, to instead really just trust and rest in, in his protection. So I think that's great. And I just wanted to know, Jackie, like as you were studying Daniel, were there any surprises? Like, because sometimes I know I'll read the same verse or the same story, you know, several times. And then all of a sudden something profound, like jumps out at me. So was there anything like that for you? Yes. Um, 
several places, even within the Bible, I started looking at footnotes and just looked a little further into it. But the book of Daniel tells how God empowered Daniel to interpret dreams to kings. So that came from God too. God had a plan. Like, I don't, I don't know about you, but I can't interpret dreams. That was from God. And Daniel served, he served in the government for approximately 60 years under four different kings. I did not know that. And these dream interpretations were not good, hopeful messages that Daniel had to tell them. They're messages calling out these kings. Again, I, I look at Daniel's strength and think, mm-hmm. would I have the strength, even if I knew what the dream was, to tell mm-hmm. these kings who have so much power over people and, and my life even, and tell them God's truth? That was big to me. And the things that these kings struggled with they were all the same, that ultimately they became their downfall. The things they were struggling with were pride and a lack of humility. That's what God was calling out. And Daniel was the exact opposite. And that's why God used him. All the glory goes to God from his job, from his his strength to speak to kings, his obedience. All of it came from God. Yeah. And it makes me think of, you know, all the things that we go through, like it's all used ultimately for God's glory. Like when you're a Sunday schooler and you're learning the story of Daniel in the lion's den, you just take away that Daniel was rescued Yeah, to me. That's kind of what I would think of. I wouldn't think of the fact that, wow, Daniel was rescued and all those people, the Kings, like all these powerful people were there to observe how God, you know, rescued Daniel in that situation. So because Daniel had the, you know, courage to to be obedient to God and stand up to all the peers that tried to set him up. I mean, so much more happened than just Daniel being rescued, you know, from the lines. And there's so many lessons that even as an adult, like that I wouldn't have picked up on. Um, so that's such a good point. And I think, you know, like when it comes to me, um, practically applying that, like having faith over fear. Um, I feel like I relate a lot to that story and that um, I would have probably gone the other way because I've most oftentimes would fear rejection from other people or like not being accepted. So um, sometimes I feel like, oh, you want to, you want to blend in, you want to fit in with the culture. Daniel did the exact opposite and totally took a stand against the culture. And, you know, he was clearly like, had to have felt that pressure. Um, But it's so convicting to me to see a story like that. And then look how he persevered and look at the result. I mean, like you said, Jackie, he uses ordinary people for extraordinary outcomes. And if we can stand strong in our faith, like there's no telling what will happen or how God will use that. And the verse I always go back to, it's just like, resoundingly been Galatians 1.10 for me. And in that verse, Paul asks, are we trying to win the approval of people or of God? Um, Are we trying to please people? Because if we're trying to please people, we cannot be a servant of Christ. And that's just really powerful to me. Like Daniel clearly knew um, that he had one job and that was to please God. Um, And you know, even if I could have like a sliver of Daniel's courage, like how <laughs> incredible would that be? I mean, but putting my faith and my trust in God over my fear of rejection or of worrying about what other people think, it doesn't eliminate your fear. But mm-hmm. when you put God up here and 
the bigger place in your life, it helps everything else get smaller. Absolutely. I like that you said that, though, because I think as we're like talking about Daniel, as if he didn't have fear. Well, no, he was an ordinary person. He himself was a sinner. Like he wasn't Jesus. He wasn't perfect. Like he had fear. I have to imagine that as soon as he heard, you know, the the 30 day order, like he was filled with fear um, and getting put into the lion's den. I have to assume he was filled with fear, but it's like, but that didn't stop him. That didn't stop him from being obedient to God, even when he had felt fear and he didn't let it control him with his actions or his words or how he treated other people or worshiped Mm -hmm. God. I love how Daniel was so bold. Like we see his boldness over and over. And I believe like the whole book is about that, about being bold and Mm -hmm. going back to the Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego story because they were friends of Daniel's as well. So he had already seen what had already happened there. And they they had said in Daniel 3, 17 to 18, if we're thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. Mm-hmm. That spoke to me. He is able even if. Yeah, I just keep telling myself that again and again as as we are in a society that tells us that our faith is old and irrelevant and that the Bible is as well. But the same was true in Daniel's time. The easier thing to do was to hide his faith. And we have that choice, too. But we saw how bold Daniel was. And I hope seeing God's God's grace and, and provision in that. That encourages me to be bold in my faith, knowing that I serve the exact same God. I serve a God of miracles, and he can change things. And I still believe that God works those same miracles today. Yeah. I love the even if, because that's hard to swallow sometimes. That goes back to what you were saying, Lori, about your counselor. And she told you how you know sometimes he rescues you, but even if he doesn't, you know he's going to strengthen you throughout that yeah trial, whatever you're going through. I love that. So Jackie, how has the concept of um, faith over fear like helped you in your own life? What has that looked like? I think for me, choosing faith over fear is being able to choose to know that the things that we're experiencing right now are not permanent. It's not permanent. God still has control. I may not have control. I definitely don't have control, but Mm -hmm. God has control and God loves me. Reminding myself of that has been pivotal, even if it's hard, Mm -hmm. even in COVID season, we have a choice. Mm -hmm. Who do we serve? We serve a God who, who rescues people from lion's dens. We serve a God who saves people in the fire and they walk out and he uses everything for his glory. Mm-hmm. And I have to trust that that is what he will do in the midst of yeah. my crazy too. <laughs> Another thing that helps me as well is that I keep mm-hmm. a prayer journal. And it and I document in it all the ways that God's been faithful to me over the years. Even when I didn't see what he was doing. Even when I didn't get what I wanted. I see what his decision was. In years down the road, I see how that's worked to my benefit. Mm -hmm. So when I'm up against what feels like impossible situations, which 
most recently are my teenage daughters. <laughs> I'll be praying um, for whom you. I love immensely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Laura, you're on the other I'm side. Sure there's a lot of- I'm halfway on the side, halfway starting over. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of estrogen in our house right now. But I've I have a record that the yeah. Lord has never failed me. He has never failed me. And that empowers me to keep my faith because my book's still open and I'm still writing. Love so he's still working. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's so powerful to look back on God's faithfulness and see how he works in our lives. And Jackie, that's such a good idea to keep a record of it. So you can remind yourself, you know, over and over again when any fears and doubts creep in, like we have a faithful God who has never let us down. So Jackie, thank you so much for joining us today. I know I learned so much chatting with you and um, really learning about your insights and studying the book of Daniel has just been so fun. So we really hope this episode encourages everyone to just lean on faith in God above all else. And now the only thing left to do is to go out and buy our matching faith over fear necklaces and we can start (laughs) twinning with Lori. (laughs) So Jackie, thanks again for being here and to everyone for listening. We really appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. hope you've enjoyed this episode of the tried and truly podcast be sure to subscribe leave us a rating on apple podcasts and check us out at tried and truly to see our show notes and more see you next time